0: We live in the season of papal rumors, of Vatican intrigue, and above all of that, Bergolian nonsense being put out like chum in the water for sharks. But instead of sharks, we're talking about traditional Catholic media. You've probably heard by now the rumor that Francis the Wise and Great One is going to be elevating a certain celebrity Jesuit priest to the cardinalate. I'll address that rumor what it would look like if it were to happen, and in general, I'll go over whether or not it's actually likely to happen. But get ready, folks, because these are the times that try men's souls. Yes, the rumors are swirling. Francis will elevate Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church, according to the rumor, making him a cardinal of the church. Again, this is a rumor. Consequently, he could, in theory, participate in the next conclave that chooses the successor of Francis. And he could be a nominee himself. A year ago or so, I made a sad attempt at humor by showing you a glimpse of the future under a Pope Francis III, the first American pope and second Jesuit pope, where Pastor Jimmy Martin had become pope. The story focused on one Father Brenda a nice lady with a big heart and a penchant for invoking St. Dorothy Day and in her intercessory prayers while planting trees or some such silliness. It was meant as a joke to show where we were headed. Now, some reporting out of Rome suggests that the first step to making that reality happen may actually be upon us. Rorate Chaley on Twitter broke the news in the English-speaking world that Francis is going to elevate Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church to the office of Cardinal. It wouldn't be the first time Francis has elevated a priest to the office of cardinal without making him a bishop first, and it's been done throughout the history of the church, and is by itself perfectly licit. The problem is that we're talking about Pastor Jimmy, the bridge builder-in-chief, who has denied publicly the inerrancy of sacred scripture by saying that he thought St. Paul got it wrong about his, well, we'll just call it his pet issue, that sin that cries out to heaven for justice, and as a consequence is a formal public manifest heretic. I don't typically cite Vatican II documents, but this one just teaches what the Catholic Church has always taught throughout history. And so, we get this from the document De Veribum, which is a Vatican II document. Quote, since, therefore, all that the inspired authors or sacred writers affirm should be regarded as affirmed by the Holy Spirit, we must acknowledge that the books of Scripture firmly, faithfully, and without error teach that truth which God, for the sake of our salvation, which wished to see, confided to the sacred Scriptures. End quote. In other words, the Church formally teaches that the doc- that sacred Scripture is inerrant. It's not even up for debate. <laughs> James Martin and anyone else says that scripture got it wrong has committed a serious, serious sin here, and just so we're clear. But where does the story about Pastor Jimmy allegedly becoming a cardinal of the church come from? Rorate Celi shared the link to the story, which comes from katholisch a German outlet whose name translates to the Catholic magazine for church and culture. Gotta love the German language. <laughs> we get this headline. Will Pope Francis appoint new cardinals on Sunday? The names of the new purple bearers are still secret. Some things get lost in translation, of course. Sunday, as in yesterday. Did it happen? No. But this story went all over the internet on Friday, causing a tidal wave of sensation that caused priests on Twitter to literally despair and say that this would be the last straw. The last straw to what, precisely? The inverting of the nuptial sacrament, a morse Letitia, the breaking of that which no man can tear asunder according to the words of Jesus Christ himself didn't do it for anybody, apparently. That's what did it for most of the new wave of Catholic commentators in the Trad sphere. To be honest, it made us dig deeper into the faith and to stand firm, to become rigid, that unforgivable sin against the Holy Spirit in the mind of Francis. That's when the passive ignoring of the things Francis said and did came to a screeching halt for the vast majority of us. But let's go over the story here. Sunday, it was speculated, it was going to be the day that Francis the Great One decided to elevate some men to the office of Cardinal. John Paul II capped the number at 120 cardinals, though one of his predecessors on pain of excommunication capped the number at 70 and said anyone who lifted that or increased it beyond 70 was excommunicated. I have the papal bull with the solemn anathemistization on my channel, and as much binding force as Quo Primum does on the integrity of the mass. I'll let you think about the implications of that yourself. But anyway, it's been speculated that Francis was going to name new cardinals on Sunday. What did happen was the ordination of two priests by Francis, Monsignor Guido Marini and Monsignor Andre Gabriel Ferrara Morea. But let's look at this article as an exercise in being careful with speculation because Catholics should know better. It's a short piece and has important information for those of you expecting someone like Vigano or Bishop Athanasius or Cardinal Burke to somehow, by the grace of God, to become Supreme Pontiff after Francis goes on to reap the fruit of his, of his materialist labors. Quote, Next Sunday, Pope Francis wants to announce the creation of new cardinals. This is reported by well-informed Vatican sources. The number of papal participants is currently 121. The maximum number was set at 120 by John Paul II, so there would be no need. But Francis, impatient to rebuild the body of cardinals, repeatedly appointed m- more participants in purple that were, than were actually intended. End quote. First, notice the stories reporting that he wants to announce the elevation of new, that new cardinals is coming. That's without a doubt of coming. It says nothing about the elevation of the cardinals happening on Sunday yesterday, but let's continue. Quote, last year, the number of cardinals eligible to participate in a conclave was reduced not only due to age, but also to two deaths. Cardinal Cornelius Sim, vicar apostolic of Brunei, died in May at the age of 70, and Cardinal Orge Liberato Urosa, Archbishop Emeritus of Caracas, died at the end of September, shortly after his 79th birthday. The upper limit of 120 participants will only be undercut on January 7, 2022, when Cardinal Angelo Scola, Archbishop Emeritus of Milan and Bergoglio's opponent in the Conclave of 2013, and Cardinal Ricardo Azati, Andreo S.D.B., Archbishop Emeritus of Santiago de Chile at the beginning of 2022, and personal friend of Pope Francis, will retire as papal participants at the age of 80. Pope Francis seems to read the upper limit set by John Paul II, which should not be exceeded, as a lower limit, which must not be under any circumstances. He already made seven cardinals in his pontificate, the the first 11 months after his elevation. The impression arose early on that he wants to reshape and direct the College of Cardinals with great emphasis. That is the surest guarantee that his legacy will continue. Of the 121 current papal participants, 58% 58% have already been appointed by Francis. 13 of the cardinals currently eligible to participate were by John Paul II, 38 by Benedict XVI, and 70 created with Francis. I'll repeat that part. 70, 7 zero, created by Francis. With the 8th cardinal creation, the, the relationship will shift further. It was the cardinals who, from his predecessors, Benedict XVI and John Paul II, who made him Pope. End quote. So that's chock full of important information that shows pretty clearly why I have little hope for the next papal conclave, choosing a decent man to be pope. Francis is ensuring that the outcome is already all but decided, especially since there is a process that determines who becomes pope, a process of men bickering like secular parliamentarians choosing a prime minister, and certainly not the Holy Ghost coming down from on high and choosing a pope. Sure, the bishops present can... Prayerfully invoke the Holy Spirit to guide their actions, and they should, but there's no evidence that they've done that since before the Council, and probably not since before the 20th century, to be honest. So, why does all this, why does this article bear commenting on? Why did it go nuclear all over the internet, spreading like a grass fire? Because of this, the very last part of the article. Notice there hasn't been any names of note here yet, but here we go. It's pure speculation. Quote, According to the information from the Vatican, Francis wants to announce the names of new cardinals at the Angelus on Sunday. As a likely contender for the purple, Archbishops Victor Manuel Fernandez of La Plata, a protege of Francis and his, in the first years the pontificate, ghostwriter, as well as Archbishop Carlos Castillo of Lima, Archbishop Luis José Reda Aparicio of Bogota, and Archbishop Michel Aputi from Paris, to name just a few. Now, as an aside... The Archbishop uh, Michel Apotit from Paris is one of the names associated with the suppression of the Latin Mass, so that will not surprise me in the slightest. Continuing, as possible, typical Bergoglian-esque provocation, and the name that comes to mind is Bridge Builder-in-Chief U.S. Jesuit James Martin has also been passed around. And mostly, quote. I had to play with that a little bit because the translation just doesn't work so well. Using Google Translate, but you get the idea. In other words, there are some names here very likely, but James Martin's name has been quote-unquote passed around as a possible person to be made a cardinal. It was just a rumor reported from an otherwise good source, then passed on by a source that is also good, in this case, Rorate Celi, who I will remind you got Traditionus Custodus right months before anyone else did, while much of the Catholic world was laughing at those of us who took it seriously. But here, we get Catolish just reporting rumors and using them for clicks, because they highlighted it in their own social media reporting, because of course they did, and then they buried the lead at the very end, and that's your usual clue. But if Pastor Jimmy was made a cardinal, if that announcement of new cardinals does turn into Pastor Jimmy being made a cardinal in the new year, how does that work? Michael Hitchborn of Lepanto described this on his Facebook page. I'll just quote him because the process he describes is correct, and he does it succinctly, because we all know that normally you need to be a bishop to become a cardinal, and that Jesuits are generally prohibited from such things, as I've talked about recently. Quote, Any priest who has been nominated for the cardinalate may ask for dispensation from the obligation to be ordained to the episcopacy before being created cardinal but in practice it is usually Jesuits who ask for and are granted this dispensation. For example, the dispensation was requested by the theologian Avery Dulles upon being named Cardinal by Pope John Paul II in 2001, who granted it. Subsequently, invited to a meeting of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops in 2002, Cardinal Dulles at one point asked for recognition to speak to the bishops from the floor. His quip that he was there under false pretenses was greeted by much laughter. The same dispensation was granted to Roberto Tucci, another esteemed theologian from the Society of Jesus. He was created cardinal in the consistory of 21 February 2001 by Pope John Paul II, whom Tucci had also successfully petitioned not to be ordained to the Episcopacy. Quote. In other words, there is plenty of precedence for this, and dispensations are easily gotten from the Pope who elevates the priest in question. It's not a big deal by itself, except for in this case we're talking about a public manifest heretic here. But there is something this, that, that is distracting us all from. Allow me to introduce you to Father Anne, who was ordained by the Church of Henry VIII on, on Saturday. She's a Catholic, or rather was, since that the ordination in question incurred automatic excommunication. Father Anne was trained by the Jesuit seminary and is now parading around as a Catholic priest. Notice her pose, very priest-like and not, a, not like a rock star at all. When rock stars act like that, it's because it kind of comes with the territory. Whether you like rock music or hate it, it's irrelevant here. We can all agree that the vast majority of the professional musicians of note have giant me-first egos, and they tend to pose like Father Anne does here. But it's not becoming for a Catholic priest to do so, which Father Anne isn't anyway, since an ordination is metaphysically impossible in this case. But Father Anne blames God for the vocation that they sought outside the church. To paraphrase the National Catholic Reporter article that celebrates the ordination, Here's the big giveaway from the story of Father Anne. You just can't make this stuff up. Quote, God is asking me to do this, she says. God is calling me to be ordained in the Roman Catholic tradition and to work for justice. Trapeano, whose use of the moniker Father Anne has helped attract wide coverage of her coming October 16th ordination ceremony from various secular media outlets, including the New Yorker magazine, portrays her choice as part of a long spiritual journey. Though she received the sacraments as a child, Tropino was not raised in the church and did not begin to practice the faith until her late twenties, when she went through the rite of Christian initiation for adults. I became—I moved to Portland with a band I was managing, and, I, and it was there, while attending a Jesuit parish, that the call emerged, Tropino said in a recent NCR interview. Can't make this up. The Jesuits took me under their wing, I began to pray, to do retreats, and become active in the parish community. End quote. And all those things related to the church that she describes are better than being outside the church, which Father Anne is now formally. Even, yes, attending a Jesuit parish is better than being outside the church. But the problem is, of course, that the church never provided the Sacrament of Holy Orders to Father Anne, so they went elsewhere for it, and have incurred automatic excommunication. But Father Anne heard the call from what Father Anne thought was God at a jesuit parish and wants to do materialist work which tells you the call didn't come from god if you want to be a priest it better be to save souls and your thoughts had better be preoccupied with saying the mass and enveloping yourself in all the mysteries of the eucharist and absolving sins in the confessional and preaching on the peripheries because if not then seek out whatever it is you think god wants you of you elsewhere the last thing the church needs now are more celebrity priests so that's the story for the day James Spartan is probably not getting named a cardinal, but if that announcement does come later, then it'll be a hoot for sure. It could happen later, but I honestly don't think Francis is going to make that call just yet. But I could be wrong. I did this today to help clear the air on this rumor that's been going around with lightning speed. I hope you found this helpful, because sometimes we just need to clear the air on these kind of rumors. And of course, please pray for Mr. Trepino, a.k.a. Father Anne, because clearly Father Anne needs your prayers. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, please pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.